First, hear me out. It's a podcast, self-reflection, but I'm real with it. Subscribe so you do not miss any episode. <laughs> hello, hello. It's your girl, Ashley Renee, also known as AR. And thank you so much for tuning into yet another episode of First, Hear Me Out, the podcast. Checking in with us today on the podcast is one of my big brothers, Play. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. All right, all right, all right. Well, today on this episode, y'all, we are going to talk about incarceration stories and how much it has affected us and what's the good that can come from it all, okay? How you feeling about this topic, brother? I'm feeling wonderful, just just in case you guys don't know, I'm the one who first experienced, you know, hands in and hands out. So, mm-hmm. it's a good topic for y'all. Oh, Yeah. So before you begin to judge or assume, I only ask that you first hear me out. Let me start off by saying this. You may not know someone who is currently incarcerated, but I'm sure you have ran into someone who's been there before. Have you ever looked at them or treated them differently? If so, ask yourself why. Because, I mean, of course we got the people who's been to jail before. And no matter how many get-out-of-jail passes they get, they always find a way back behind bars. But then you got the ones who've committed a crime, did the time, and most importantly, learned from it. So should we still continue to punish them? Nah. Those are the ones we should uplift a little bit more. Well, well, well. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. It's only been about four seasons, right? (laughs) It is hard to keep up with all of them. (laughs) We finally got you here. Are you ready to have a conversation? Yeah, I'm ready. It's finally time to open up for what I've been doing. You hear me, though? Yeah, I feel like this is the perfect topic to have you on. The perfect person to have this conversation with because, like you said in the intro, you've been through it. Hands on. You can tell the ins. You can tell the outs. You can tell the good. You can tell the bad. But before we get on to the goodness of this conversation, let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Well, well half of y'all already know, man. You know, I'm already a big bro. You know, I'm out here doing my thing. But I got out, man. I ain't had much, so I had to figure out what I'm going to do to support my child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a name play now. Right now, I just do, been, been doing my thing up in Denny's, you know. Put in them hard, long, hard hours. Indeed. You know. Indeed. Chef boy over there. No, that's how we've been doing, you know, rocking it, staying out of trouble. No stoly roly for me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't call me the kid boys or the kid guys. You feel me? Now? <laughs> now take us back a few years, man. Take us back a few years. And three years ago, I ain't gonna lie, I made a mistake, you know. Of course we all do. Mm-hmm. You know, carrying that modified weapon, you know what I'm saying? Landing me inside the prison wall somewhere don't no man would it be. I mean, no man, you know. I, I wish that on no man, not even my worst enemy, of course, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it's like, that's why I ended up being there. Probation after that, I had to work my way through probation, you know what I'm saying? Work my way to a job. Mm-hmm. That's how you stay out of trouble nowadays. So did you know the all the consequences that was coming after time being served? Or did you think, like, once you served time, like, that was really going to be it as far as that that chapter? That's one of the main things I was afraid of, like, what I was going to do when I get out. 
Was I gonna be the same person or or a better man, a better father for my kid? You know, at the time I only had one kid. Of course, I got two now. So now I go harder. You know, mm -hmm. and that's just everybody has to prove themselves from going inside that prison wall. And and if you know like I know, that ain't place for nobody. Mm -hmm. for real though. No, I know that no time served is the same, right? Because everybody has their own experiences, their own t time, their own sentence. You know, some has years, some have months. Some do a couple months a lot of times. Some do a couple years a lot of times. What was the longest jail time you had? Well, jail or prison or however it's calculated. Well, firstly, I wasn't, my crime, my crime wasn't a really big crime. I didn't blow up the National Guard. I didn't know that. <laughs> no money high stuff over here, No high here, speed right? chases, okay. no drugs involved. It was a simple fact of being possessed of a modified weapon. And um, simple as that. It was just a slight, you know, 18 months in and 18 months out of probation. But to me, that was way more than enough. Mm. Real mm. talk it was. Now, do you know anybody that's committed any, like, similar, you know, crime to that that got more time or less time than, you know, what you got? Well, my case, like, is somewhat like a similarly case, basically possessed of a modified weapon. Basically, what it means is you're not a felon, um, but the gun is modified, so it's modified to shape or form to make the gun mm. be a more of a force of use. Yeah. So, it's not really a rare case, but um, that's a similar time about a non- a non-violent um, offense, pretty much. Okay. So, you get you you get the, the time. You realize, like, dang, like, I'm, I'm finna be behind bars. Do you remember, like, what your thought process was like, or? Remember, like, it was yesterday. First thing first, I was trying to get a canteen bag in, you know. Because, of course, you know, the food there is it's not like home-cooked food. Ain't no more collard greens, you know what I mean? Ain't no more good fried chicken. Mm -hmm. You know, you get what they give you, you know what I'm saying? So, just off that being, when your stomach growling, when you hungry and stuff like that, you make yourself want to do better. You know, you start reading more, going to chapel, you know, doing stuff you never did on outside, you mm -hmm. know? It's a big influence for some people because there's no drugs, there's no... Well, I can't say no drugs at all, but there's no, <laughs> there's no free access to drugs. You know, there's okay. no giving will to drugs, of course. Some people make their own hooch, which you want to call it, or um, chicken and pills with none of my forte, of course. But, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's just you really have a sober mind for most people who's there to do their time. Oh, yeah. You're sober, you're school, you know. A good thing I mentioned no school because, um, of course, that's why I got my HSCD, you know, so I'm really proud yeah. of it, you know. Of course, I sent home some Yeah, give it up for that, man. Yeah, what's up? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love Appreciate it. it. It's like that was one of my big things that helped me stay focused, you know, actually going to school and actually getting that paperwork that I cannot do when I was outside. Mm. Again, let me repeat that again. I got my HSCD, something I cannot do when I was outside in this real world, you know? So that's a big that's a big step for sure. Mm -hmm. That is a big step. Can I ask why? Like, why do you feel like you, do you feel like you just, the time, the circumstance, like what made you feel like you couldn't get it while you was out? Like, outside, it was, like, a lot of activity. It was hot outside, you know, a lot of things going on. Your friends doing this, your friends doing that. Yeah. And it's just, like, you have to, you don't have the time or your mind tell you you don't have the time, you know? I tried a couple times, but I failed twice, and it, it yeah. just didn't work. But once I got inside that prison wall, it's nothing else but me in the book. You was able to focus. I got the that distractions. Done. No distractions. I got that done for sure. I want to ask um, some of the questions that people don't normally ask people unless they obviously are in the conversation. But do you remember, like, the the last person you spoke to, like, that you you 
literally do? Like a family member or a friend before you got locked up? Or I remember like exactly who I talked to last. I do remember myself um, leaving home from work, of course, you know. So next day, I remember my whole life was going down a giant all over one mistake, you know. So mm-hmm. I was living good, you know. I was you know, I living excellent, but I was living up to par. Yeah. Everything was going as planned. And that was just a minor setback for me to come back, man. Y'all heard Boosie now. Yeah. I know what time it was. So getting out, I'm going to ask this, because I asked this on the previous episode of um, another incarceration story, but did you lose a lot of, do you feel like you lost a lot of friends, a lot of family um, getting well, out? I, well, yes, I do feel like uh, I lost people, of course. But also, um, wise guy told me, you know, some people come and go, you know what I'm saying? Only family really here to stay, so long as I got my family, you know, mm-hmm. that's where you know all that matter. But what I did notice is, um, life goes on, people do change, you know. Mm. Your childhood friends is not your childhood friends anymore, you know what I'm saying? We all live a separate life, we all have families now to take care of, and, um, and that right there do brings people off in different worlds. Mm-hmm. You know? And I have to realize for myself, I have to become myself, and um, do what I gotta do to uh, make myself stand tall. So do you feel like, but do you feel like you lost some of them because of the, because you've been away so long? Or do you feel like that, what was, people who was meant to stay, stayed? Well, yes, that's exactly how I feel. People who are supposed to be here are still here. Even some I don't talk to, they know it's love, of course. If, mm-hmm. I, if I see you in public, you know it's love or whatever. But, um, you know, a lot, a lot of my numbers don't change, of course, you know what I'm saying? Social media really stay the same, of course. Mm-hmm. So when I feel like somebody's a con- if they want to contact me, they will. But if they don't. If I don't contact you, just know it's still love, though. It's just we yeah. all doing our own thing. We all doing what we got to do to take care of our family, our our kids, you know what I'm saying? Mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? Some people have multiple kids, so yeah. it's multiple duties, you know? Mm. you know? So when I got out, I did have a couple friends, of course, a couple of my day ones who I still respect to this day. Yeah. Some I, I looked up to st- still to this day, you know what I'm saying? So, but. I'm still there. I feel like that's hard. I mean, I don't think it's just by going to jail or anything like that. I think just the separation from people is automatically going to cause that that distance. And some people can, you know, last through it. And some people, it'd be like, you was there for a season or you was there for that reason. That that time has passed. Um, but it's always no love lost. Man, you know, it, wasn't, it was just a short time. But like I said, people, people grow, you know what I'm saying? People's minds change. People got different feelings of how they look at life, you know, mm-hmm. so... I look at it like, if it ain't about a dollar, it really don't make sense nowadays, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So it's like, you got to keep moving forward because if you hold hold back to what's love, memories with childhood friends, Mm -hmm. you know, shit like that, make your mind go crazy, you know? (laughs) Thinking about the memories of you riding in the street or doing criminal activities. I don't want them memories no more, you know? I'm living positive now. Big facts, big facts. So we got a brother locked up. Yes, we do. Been locked up for a while now. Do you look at his situation differently since, you know, if you've been out? Even though, obviously, you haven't started this much time. But do you look at that, like, do you feel like the connection is that much more important that you keep that contact with him because of, you know, how it feels? Because I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel. I'm going off of y'all experiences. I'm going off of movies. I'm going off of letters that Rose sent me, like, the conversations. But I can never... And, you know, you really can't imagine. Like, I really don't know what it's like to be locked up and taken away from family, taken away from, like, I don't know what it's like. Being cuffs, being on the shackles like, and the bus rides. Moving with somebody, like, everything you do is, like, I don't I don't know how that, you know, feels so, like, do you 
feel a closer connection, so I say, with him, now that you kind of share that experience? Yes, I most definitely do, and, and that's the main reason why I try to um, keep myself focused, you know what I'm saying? By the way, since I've been out, no crimes committed, you know, smooth selling, you know, all the way around sure. the board, you know. Even where they ask the judge for a response because of this reason, you know. Mm. Um, but basically, yes, we do connect a lot more. When I know the phone call for the hang up, I know how I feel when that phone call hanging up. I know mm. how I feel to get a letter. I know how I feel to send pictures and happy birthdays and stuff like that. I know how I feel to get a visit, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's only been six, seven years since so you got one. Mm. Man, I know the feeling. I know the feeling when guards on straight BS with you. I mean... I know the feeling when you got to fight when you really don't want to, you know. Mm. I got I know the feeling when somebody trying to take everything away you got just just so they can have a little shine, you know. So it's it, it, it's real, you know. What I mean, it's real, just how it is in the streets, it's just like that inside the prison walls, for real, depending on where you at, you know. So. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I just I mean it's. It's just hard. I just, it's like, because it's the imagination. Like, how we just go on with everyday life, and then you talk to somebody with the phone call, and it's like, yeah, you know, such and such, and they're like, how am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know if you don't tell me? I'm not out there in the world. So, the stuff you think a person may know, they may not know. So, I understand why he, when he calls and say, like, how you doing? Or, what's been going on? It ain't just like the... Oh, no, I just got off of work. No, well, let me catch you up on, you know, such and such graduated high school, such and such, like, it's time, even if it's a 10-minute call, a 15-minute call, I'm trying to squeeze so much more into it because I feel like I'm understanding it better by hearing these stories. And that's why, you know, listen to the podcast. You'll understand. So if you got somebody locked up or you know somebody, listeners, I'm talking to y'all, okay? If you know somebody locked up, someone that's recently out or possibly facing time, Really have those conversations with them and let them under, let them know when and where you could be there, how you can be there, how you plan to support. So that way it is no confusion, I guess, once you get locked up and they just assume you're supposed to be the one there for everything, okay? But communication is everything. Most definitely is. Definitely <laughs> is. And as uh, far as communication, as far as for our youth, you know, we have a lot of crazy um, scenarios going on inside our city of Milwaukee right now, as mm. we're speaking. You know, we can't even enjoy the Bucks game without um, people getting riled up and causing us for major evacuations, you know. <laughs> you know, but the curfew starting to get serious, you know. I want to be able to take my family to a park and be comfortable, you know. Yeah. I mean, not have to worry about your crazy driving, you mm-hmm. know, or your wrongdoing or just, you know, even just shooting off guns in the air, you know. Have consideration for the other person next to you, please. Yeah. Please. It's yeah. all I ask. It's just the prison walls is not where everybody want to be. Yeah. But, Sometimes people just have to sit down and take their time out of this day, you know? Yeah. But I do want to touch on the topic you had said about um, one of my biggest friends when I did come home was like, more so knowing everybody was not straight. Mm. When I was in prison, I realized, and I wrote home to my cousins, you know, I love my little cousins. Y'all know who I'm talking <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? I found out y'all was straight, you know what I'm saying? That really brought, you know what I'm saying, like a little joy to my heart, you know, knowing my mama's straight, my brothers, my sisters, you know what I'm saying, knowing you yourself, AR, you know what I'm saying, knowing you're doing your thing. Little bro, Prince in the barbershop, cutting. First place I went, where you think I went, sis? Yeah, to yeah. the shop, you know what I mean? Bro got me right together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shouts out to the big picture barbershop, too, by the way, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Catch a fade. Catch, catch a motherfucking fade. fade. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck going on, man. But anyways, though, you know, that was major, that was major. And it was just more so... It's just me just seeing people doing stuff, you know, just even 
playing from school, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, shout out Rick, you know what I mean? Bro came to shot the wedding up, not really shoot it up, yeah. but you know, photo shoot at the photo shoot, man. man. Video at the video, man. Beautiful photos, by the way. Man, he hit them points, man. I got something on my phone. I just look at it for hours sometimes. Yeah. Man, he came know? on the podcast. He oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Definitely. Definitely listen to that one. That was nice, you know. So, my other boys, the um, got their own truck truck company going on, got their own business doing their thing. Even my boys who still in the streets, you know, getting it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Stay safe, you know what I'm saying? Do what y'all gotta do to support y'all family. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. For sure. For sure, for sure. So when you got out, did you... Because now that I'm thinking about it, you know, we talk to you. We tell you everything good, everybody good. We kind of, again, update you on what we think... Obviously, what we think needs to be said, unless you ask. But when you got out, did what we say match up? Or was you like, y'all wasn't straight? Like, or like how did you feel getting out? Did you feel like... It matched up, like everything made sense. We wasn't lying, or was you like, this is not the picture I got when y'all told me I was good? To be honest, I felt really good when I got out, you know what I mean? Happy to see everybody, happy to get that home cooking, of course. Man. You know, you know, my first <laughs> meal was some fried pork chops, so I had a taste for that the whole ride, you know, the whole time you I was in there. That. It wasn't a lot of time, but just to have that fried food, that good grease. Anybody been in prison know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it ain't like a hookup. And by the way, I still make hookups to this day. Don't get me wrong. I never forget where I've been. Never forget where I'm going. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just to make myself remember that this ain't what I want, but yeah. I do want it occasionally. Like, <laughs> but you know, it's like it is what it is. So like, I feel like I'm like almost a champion now. I move myself up in a different position at the job. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a whole sister GM now. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's a lot. A couple of years ago, I was you know, yeah. looking at ten years. You know, so. It was, no, but I'm happy to be home. I'm happy to be with my family. So we still barbecue, you know. For sure, we so we're so proud. You know, it's a it's a difference when we can we can see the growth. You know, it's one thing to say I'm going to be different this time, but it's another thing we are. You know, when we actually show our families we meant what we say and we say what we mean. So definitely a lot of congrats coming across the table for that thing from the engagement to the wedding to the job to yes. the promotions to the kids to. The, so many compliments. I'm glad you did talk about the engagement. I saw, yeah, I do have a wonderful wife, man. You know, so she like my rock, you know what I'm saying? She keep me warm, you know what I'm saying? She keep me on my P's and Q's. Sometimes she get on my shoulder a lot. <laughs> and I can dig it, though. That's my lady, though. That's my lady. That's my ride or die, for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming 100 about that. You hear me, though? For real, for real. That's facts. <laughs> that ain't a diss. That's a fact, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, the diss is the fact. You heard what he said. But, yeah. So, so, do you plan to use your um, experiences and your growth and your story to inspire others or to help the younger generation um, learn from it? Well, yeah, most definitely. I feel like um, from my experience, I could try to help somebody, um, you know, stay out of that role or don't do nothing wrong. But of course, everywhere have their own mind. It's hard to tell someone who don't want to listen something. Yeah. Now, someone who's willing to listen, it's easy teachable. But when you already got your mind made up to what you're going to do and how it's going to be, I could throw a brick at your head and warn you <laughs> bust. You know, you know? But, you know, it's just, that's how people is nowadays. But like, I'm glad like my son, you know, he's younger. My little, my little nephew, they's not, they're not into the street life and that's what I like, you know what I'm mm. saying? But, you know, but other sides of family, you know, they have situations when kids want to be gangsters. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the new generation. They want to be so gangster, but that's not what's up. Being a gangster ain't really what's up nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Getting a gangster gets you in prison or or in the ground. You know, so some of them don't know where they want to be once again, you know. Funerals are tough, you know. Man. For sure, for sure. 
That's the crazy part about it, too. It's like you try to use your experiences to teach. Is there anything? I guess our parents try to do the same. You know, we try to use our experiences to make sure the kids don't go down the same path. But are you worried that, like, they're going to, you, let me not say are you worried. Do you feel like you're judged by your past still to this day, even though you have accomplished so much more? course people gonna always judge you um people judge by the color of the skin nowadays you know if you have dreads a long beard and if you change your eye color they're gonna judge you mm-hmm. so of course by having something put on your record that you don't don't know and want there of course right. you know so it's hard to get public house it's hard to um uh, you know find a better good job of course you know it's hard to do a lot of things you know mm-hmm. that's, that's the main focus that's why I am following for a sponsor to uh, hoping the judge see my way, hoping the judge to yeah. see and lift that hold off my life, you know, because of course I'm trying to move farther and farther to the company that I'm in now, you know, and I just think with that being on my name, it's kind of holding me back, you know. Mm. Yeah, and that part I hate too, because it's like a lot of people they it's off your name, it's off your record, but like get to know me first, I ain't. <laughs> let me let, let me introduce myself first. <laughs> Before you make a label on me, yo. Before you make a label on me. Before you make a label on me. That's with anything, you know. And that's, it's just like it's just even harder with the with black men because of that. Even far as just getting your driver license, you know, I mean, it's hard to get that, you know. We get pulled over by black white driving all the time. All the so time. It's important if you, you know, can get your licenses, you get, know, get them, you know. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I can see you having like a little workshop or something with it. Where the young guys come and like, what up, Mr. Play? Coming through. <laughs> you teach me, hey, this week I want y'all to focus on getting your license. This week I want y'all to focus on, you know, like just having like a type of like a workshop somewhere they can come. Because it, it is hard when you, and there's no shade to the, to the, I hate to say swear guys because they're not swear. They're all their own type of people. But it's hard when you see somebody white or somebody who just look like they just came from a generation of money trying to teach you <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying, this is the way to go. And it's like, you ain't live what we live. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? You ain't struggle. It is a lot. I, I see it all the time, even with teachers. It's a lot different when we see somebody who's been through it try to teach it because you understand them better. So that's all I say when I see the guys who, you know, had a, a troubled youth and grow up to be amazing men and amazing fathers. I just want them all to just use that, that story to motivate. Whether it's just motivating your kids, motivating your nephews, motivating the kids on the block, motivating the kids at the court. Use that to motivate the next generation because that's ultimately what we don't need. They don't hear from y'all. They're not gonna believe it. They definitely not. I mean, I try to listen when I was a kid. Of course, I was hard headed. But it's like as I got older, I understand what my mom and my pops was trying to tell me. You know, all these years. You know. And it finally clicked to me, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that this ain't what I want. I got to push with what I want, you know. But as I was in there, you know, in prison, of course, it's a lot of different personalities, a lot, a lot of different guys who, some of them don't even have, you know, a, a future for themselves, don't have no plan when they come home, no, mm-hmm. ain't even thinking of a plan. Some guys don't even want to go home and feel like they safer in jail. Wow, and really? They can eat for free. I mean, you sleep, you wash your clothes for free, everything's free on the house. Some guys love it there, you know what I mean? No rush to go home whatsoever. So when it's, wow. when it's like that, it's like, yeah, that's what it's like, you know, for real. And somebody been in prison, then they they know what I'm talking about. They met that one person that was ready to stay in jail and go home. So is it like a whole nother life? Like, how do you... 
like I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that most of you are thinking like again I can't wait to go home like I can't wait to see the other side of these walls but while you're in there do you feel like you have to come to some type of mind thing where you're gonna be here for a while you need to you know cause you can't just everyday wake up I just wanna go home you're gonna drive yourself crazy so you're gonna have to wake up with more, you know, some motivation to get up. First of all, go to the gym when they have rec and outside activities, little games, and mm-hmm. little basketball tournaments, and softball tournaments. You gotta indulge in all that, you know, yeah. and make yourself not be for one, you won't gain weight. Because if you just sit in the cell all day, you're gaining weight. Why do some people come home, they be plus 200 pounds, <laughs> you know? Man. Go in skinny, you don't come out fat. By the way, I went in, you know what I'm saying? One, like 220, came home like 190, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So that was, you know, excellent for me, you know. I lost weight. <laughs> Some people just go in there yeah. and lose tremendous weight. So, I mean, gain tremendous weight. I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, it's just like, it is what it is now. So, what's next for you? Are you going to come out with a book? Are you going to come out with a coaching gig? Are you going to put it in your music? What's, what's, What's next? I, I definitely do got a lot of talent, of course. Um, working on a little music here and there, you know what I'm saying? But it ain't really my passion really to really write tracks like that. I really want to just, I really want to get this money, you know what I'm saying? The smart way, legit way, take care of my family. Yeah. And basically, I just want to move up in this company, you know? I want to be able to have a salary pay, a yearly pay, you know, something that's nice so I can survive because, um, if I don't know if y'all know this, it costs twenty five dollars to survive a day each individual. Once again, man, it costs twenty five dollars a dollar, twenty five dollars a day to survive as an individual. Really? Is that you true? What did you get? How did you, well, you just do, take us through? Because I don't know. Maybe the listeners. We'll take it through. Okay. So first of all, you know you got to eat, right? You know, a right. meal is an average meal is about, you know what I'm saying, three four dollars just to eat. Some get food stamps, of course, it's a little cheaper. You got to put gas in the car. Some people smoke. Some people buy cigarettes, you know, some alcohol. Just yourself is about $25 a day. You add it all up. More, really more, you know, yeah. depending on how you budget it. You, know. you get McDonald's, you know, $2, 3 you know, a couple of $5 meal. You know what I'm saying? That's, you got $20 left. Some people buy cigarettes. The cigarettes thing went up. <laughs> if you buy a pack, you even had that much gas left more because gas then went up, you know. Yeah. Uh, almost $5, you know. I put 20 in a tank. Think I gotta have a tank? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> That's why I think that I just think it's just my next step is really trying to survive with my family and stay out the way, of course. The main thing is stay out the way. It's a lot of dangerous stuff going on out there. Sure. And really get this money for my family, you know? Yeah. My kids. I think it's the best way to go. Stand to yourself, stand to family, trust in those you trust. Stay in focus. But you've been doing, uh, again, a great job at that, for sure. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Because yeah, some guys don't get the opportunity. They make one mistake, and they end up being a longer time. Mm. In fact, mine was just only 18 months in and 18 months out. You know, some guys get hit with a seven-piece and an eight-piece. And, like, mm-hmm. of course, my own brother, you know what I'm saying, is facing the whole life big right now over one mistake, you know. So, and that right there kind of, that motivated me, of course, not to, you know what I'm saying, even commit. Like the crimes he committed, or even look towards that way of thinking about that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think about everybody, little small mistakes, you know, even my couple of my friends who, um, who been down and got out and, and been down again. It's like, bro, I just wish you had to just learn just one more time, mm. you had one more chance, would you do it? How would you do it? Just one more chance, would you do it different, you know? Yeah, so that's the big key. 
It's got to be hard. Especially sitting in the cell. That's got to be hard to just run that mistake through your head. Thinking of all the different ways something could have been done. Or something that this small thing. It's like, you know, I don't like. Because, you know, that that can cause somebody depression. That can cause somebody to, you know, to psych. Like, do you feel like you got better with your communication and how you view others or how you saw others just by being like that with so many different type of people? Yes, the whole time. That comes with adaption. We got to adapt to these streets and, you know, Milwaukee and stuff. You don't have to adapt to a whole yeah. new, you know what I mean? Different lifestyle. I was very observant, you know what I mean? Some people call it scary. Well, I call it paying attention to real good details, you know? Mm. That's what I do a lot nowadays. I just watch people a lot, you know what I'm saying, seeing what they're doing. And if it's good, I mean, I want to do it too. If it's a good thing, yeah, I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? If it's bad, I don't want no part of that. Yeah. You know? I don't want no part of that. And I just feel like just me going forward and me um, achieving my goals is like my big support team. You know, like I said, you, of course, you know, little bro, moms, you know what I'm saying? Cousins, you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. Big cousins, of course, y'all are, are really a big push to me. So it's like, I ain't the only guy left, but I'm like one of the guys who like, who been through stuff and can only get better. I ain't yeah. trying to get worse no more. I done been down before. The only way is up, you know? And that's what I think about it. That's how, that's how I strive, you know? That pretty much wraps up this episode, but I definitely want to allow you the time. I know you kind of shouted out a few people, but I definitely want to allow you the time to get the shout-out segment, to kind of shout-out um, whether it's yourself or a friend, a family, a close friend, a brand, a business, Anything of that nature allow you the platform, you know, the opportunity to do so. So, of course, first a shout out is gonna go to you, IR. You know what I mean? Oh man! Got this podcast <laughs> going on first, hear me out. You know, since today is here, both of us out. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And of course, you know, once again, y'all need a fresh cut. Go holler at little bro. Y'all know where he at. You know what I mean? Ain't, ain't nothing changed, bro. Been there for a minute. And shout out to everybody who's doing something positive with themselves. I mean, you. If you getting up every morning and doing something to make yourself better, man, that's this is mm-hmm. a shout out to you right here. You know what I mean? Just in general, when you when you wake up every morning and you get up, mm-hmm. just a shout out. You know what I mean? Just know somebody care out there in this world. You know? Yeah, you know, it's gonna never change. You know. That well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I look forward to having more conversations with you here. I'm gonna do some open discussions on the. Um, Instagram, so that for you jump in those comments when people comment about that. But any final words, any any words of motivation that you want to leave the listeners with? Basis, if you got the opportunity to get to a job and stay out of trouble, mm-hmm. if I was you, I'd give me a job and stay out of trouble. You know, and it's just that, like, stay out the way. You know what I'm saying, survive, survive out there. This real dangerous streets out here because the murder rate went up, the shootings went up. Mm-hmm. Just stay safe. I encourage everybody to stay safe. Like it's COVID again, you know. Everybody, picture everyone having COVID again. Just stay away from everybody. Six <laughs> feet. Everybody is six feet. You hear me? Everybody is six feet. You know? <laughs> I don't think I could have said it any better. <laughs> uh, but that's love, though, man. <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. Cheers to Hey guys, are you ready for this week's self-reflection exercise? Well, 
this week, I would like for us to focus on mental strength and confidence. That's right. I want us to focus on being the best spokespersons for ourselves. Because if we can't believe in us, how can we expect anyone else to? Yeah, I'm going to let that simmer a minute. (laughs) But that's all I have for this week. But make sure you tune in next week for an all-new self-reflection exercise that I know you can accomplish. You got this. Listeners, I only ask that if today's episode was as interesting to you as it was for us, don't stop here. Let your friends take a listen. And remember, try not to judge a book by its cover. And if you're going to give someone a chance, give them a fair one. So as my favorite saying goes, be everything and then some. Because why the fuck not? (laughs) As always, thanks for tuning in to First Hear Me Out. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you next week. Uh, Bye-bye.